0: It is locked on Jazz for the 21st of October. Opening night, the Jazz dominate a hapless Thunder team as anticipated. We'll break down the steps. Donovan shows some new skills while having a tough night offensively, and the Jazz generally do what the Jazz should have done to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll look at it all coming up next. Unlocked on, on Jazz. Pow you are locked on jazz your daily podcast on the utah jazz part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hi i'm david Locke, radio voice of the utah jazz jazz nba insider this is locked on jazz your daily podcast on the utah jazz giving you insight expertise geeky numbers and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of every day, and we are free and available on all platforms for you, including YouTube. You can subscribe and hit the alert button right there. Join us live as we go each day um, for you on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food, it's an unofficial community center. A big thanks to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Yes, handled the thunder last night. If you're waiting for massive revelations of night one of the NBA, probably don't have it for you. Uh, I think there's a few things. I think that the regular season for us could, could be a lengthy event in that regard because we're really good. We know we're really good. And the questions that we're going to have throughout the year are probably going to be the same ones that left us when we left Los Angeles losing game six. Um, and the Thunder are not is um, are not a team that can probably uh, have an impact on that. So I think the fact of the matter is that we're going to have a lot of nights where we just have to sit back and enjoy uh, – the jazz handling the thunder on opening night and just enjoy the games. Um, and I think that that's, you know, if, if we, if we do that, I think we'll have an enjoyable run. I've never been one who kind of says, Oh, it's championship. We're Boston. If we don't win the title, we don't enjoy it. Like, I think we're on a seven month run, hopefully where we enjoy nights. Like last night, we're just so much better than Oklahoma city. Um, and frankly, you know, there's, that's what Oklahoma city is not good. Like as, as I about to give this analysis, let's realize that Shea Gilgis Alexander would play for us. Um, and Lou Dort would probably play for us. Uh, and that's it. And I, and I don't know where Lou Dort plays for us. Honestly, maybe as maybe in the Eric Pascal minutes, like not a lot. So that was, you know, that was not necessarily a fair fight. Um, and Derek Favors might play for us at this point, so I'm not like of their 12 guys that played last night. They've got about three of them would have made would make our team or play in our team. But now let's get into it. Now we and and I just my point is we're gonna do this. We're gonna win a lot of games this year. We're gonna have a lot of wins. We're gonna have a lot of fun, uh, and we're probably gonna overanalyze things. Um, and last night the the real story is just we're way better than they are. And that's going to happen a good deal. First off, I wanted to, before I get too far, congratulations to John Stockton and Carl Malone for making the 75th uh, anniversary team, all 75. You'd anticipate they would, but it's just still a great um, honor uh, and great to see them do it. All right. Uh, I thought, you know, last night the story to me was playing the team that ranked 30th in the league offensively last year. That's maybe not better offensively. And we looked, made them look worse. You know, the defense was really, really good last night. We're, we're a dominating defensive team. A signature of the Quinn Snyder era has been that we win games against below five hundred teams, and we showed it last night with just really a dominating defensive performance. Our defensive rating for the night was a ninety point five. It was just incredible. The you know the worst offenses in the league are about a one hundred three or one hundred four, uh, and and if you go you know individually, we, they were a set. We were a seventy seven last night with Rudy Gobert on the floor. And you just saw it all night long. Drive to the basket, curl back out, try to attack Rudy, realize it's a bad idea. Um, and on, on a particular team that does not have a lot of weapons and cannot spread us out. They tried for a little while at the end of the second quarter to spread us out and drive us. We did a better job containing the ball. It's clear that that's an emphasis, and our guys are are, are focused at that. Um, from Donovan to Conley to Jordan, we're, we're seeing it. Uh, the Really, we saw just – a overall a dominating defense performance from the jazz uh, last night. And, you know, Rudy's at the core of it. We had the same thing we've seen uh, throughout last year when Whiteside was on the floor, who I thought played fine. The defensive rating was a one Oh eight. And when Rudy Gobert was on the floor, the defensive rating was a 77, the 77, like the thunder are not good, but 77 is a bit absurd. Rudy got 43% of the potential defensive rebounds when he was on the floor by quarter. It's telling also. This is the consistency of the performance last night is what jumped out to me. It wasn't one of those performances where you said, all right, well, we'll we'll plug in and we'll play defense in the third quarter to end this game. The Jazz got in control of this game. They got up by 12 by the half, 20 at the end of the three, and, and then we're just in control. And they stayed engaged the whole time, talking to Mike Conley after the game. You know, that was his comment that, they, that the guys were that had appropriate energy level, engaged in, and dealt with the ebbs and the flows of the game with an equal level of effort. Um, the defensive rating in the first quarter was a 78 overall. It actually was better in that first quarter when Whiteside uh, was on the floor than when Rudy was on the floor. It was a 50 in the three minutes and 52 seconds that Whiteside played. Not one Jazz player had an offense, a defensive rating over 100 in that first quarter. That's a pretty good universal effort. Uh, in the second quarter last night, the defensive rating was 100. Uh, in the eight minutes that Rudy was on the floor, a little higher when Whiteside was on the floor. That's the one, you know, one sequence where defensively we weren't great. Um, And in the third quarter, while the game was still being played, uh, we had a defensive rating of 88 uh, and a 63.2 in the nine minutes of the first quarter when Rudy was on the floor, a 150 when Hassan Whiteside was on the floor. So that was the area where that, that separation happened. Then the fourth quarter of the game was really, was over but that's, that's a pretty dominating defensive performance. The Jazz defensive rating in the fourth quarter was a 96. And again, only, you know, you guys had anything over 100 in that stretch. So you, that's, that's really the defensive expertise that you expect out of this team. And that was the signature you made last night. And maybe the, the best part about last night was the, the concerted and all-around effort to have that kind of defensive night uh, by the jazz overall. Um, and you know, again, the thunder were 30th in the league offensively last year, but that's what you should do. If you play the 30th ranked offensive team in the league, you just put it down on them. And that's exactly what the jazz did. You know, the storyline we presented yesterday on the show was that, you know, Lou Dort guarding Donovan Mitchell, Donovan had struggled more against Lou Dort than against any, um, but against anybody in the NBA in their matchups. Uh, we had the number for you on the broadcast last night, which is why you should listen to our broadcast. Uh, that Lou Dort Donovan in two years was nine of 35 shooting and four of 17 uh from the field against uh Dort. The official numbers do not seem to be in yet for last night's player uh for last night's matchups on uh the NBA board, but we had Donovan as four of twelve. Uh, when guarded by Lou Dort last night, um, Tyler, Tyson Ewing and Christian Spear doing our stats last night uh, had that kind of matchup numbers for us. And what I was impressed with was Donovan working through the game with understanding that there were two things. One, the Jazz opened up the third quarter and got Donovan going. And what I saw was the, Do- the Jazz running a bunch of early action off the ball for Donovan, freeing him. And they were then switching. And then he would end up with Gildas Alexander on him instead of Dort and that got him a bunch of room so you see some great coaching there that basically hey we're gonna win this game but instead of just having Donovan off to the side and ignore and and being dominated by Dort we're not dominated but by impacted by Dort um, you know would instead uh, they ended up with you know freeing Donovan getting him going and understanding that's his role right like that's That's his absolute role on this team is to be the man and to score and to let him get going. I think that's really smart coaching. You don't want Donovan to end the night without that flurry that he had. And we had a bunch of different flurries. We'll touch on that here in a little bit. The thing I saw from Donovan was consistent energy level on a night where it's tough, but moreover, three ahead passes that were, you know, out West until Kevin love outlet passes, but they came after the first outlet pass was made to him. And then he pushed it way ahead. And that was, really pretty awesome Um, and pushing the tempo and forcing it ahead and you know ball moves faster his passing in that regard last night was something that was clearly an emphasis and fabulous and really is going to keep people on their toes it's going to get us a bucket or two a night and sounds minor but if the average possessions you know one point per possession and you go steal one that's a point or two those are those are wins like every extra point is 2.7 wins if you do it every single night of the season it's worth 2.7 wins those little tiny incremental pieces along the way really matter so I was super impressed by Donovan uh just in his energy level and the push ahead uh despite the fact he was dealing with Lou Dorton he'll deal with Davion Mitchell uh in Sacramento and then P.J. Dozier in um, Denver. So he's going to have this and he's going to have it every night, right? Donovan is is the signature player. He's going to deal with it every night. And he, but Dort's probably as good as anyone, uh, against Donovan as there is in the league. All right. We'll continue. Uh, the variety of um, flurries I thought was telling on who this team is. Uh, they did some things really, really, really well. Uh, a great honor for a jazz player. We'll get your comments as well in the chat. Uh, all continuing here on Locked on Jazz Today. Show today brought to you by our friends over at grip6.com. Uh, last yesterday, the other day, I had lunch with a bunch of clients and, uh, and friends, and they were all wearing the grip six belts. I love it. Appreciate the support for our sponsors from our sponsors it was with Steve Carter for InterCap, and our guys from BioGrass were there and crown trophy and the rest. We all had a nice time and they're all wearing their grip six belt, the men's ninja belt, the honeycomb belt. It's a great, incredible Utah product. It's energy engineered without holes, flaps, or bulk. The quality craftsmanship is guaranteed with an unlimited lifetime warranty. They've now got three different straps for you: lightweight, element, and midweight. And then you pick your uh, buckles to match. You go get two or three straps, two or three buckles. You got nine belts uh, going on there. New Blue Jay midweight strap, and as I think I've told you some of the buckles that I like best: the high end, the Ninja. Uh, really, really like that. Uh, the other. Uh, the Craftsman series that gets you the wood and then the carbon fiber is the one that uh is probably the premium buckle that I uh, like the most wear when I'm wearing a suit like last night or something of that sort. Uh, they also have an American flag belt buckle. Uh, and I do as mentioned the Craftsman series. All at Gripsix.com. Use the promo code locked on to get your discount. I believe it's 20%. So go uh to grip 6com use your discount uh and take advantage. Today's show, as I mentioned, was brought to you by or is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. They've been serving communities since 1965, a place where friends and family can reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi Fi, endless supplies of French fries, really good, and McFlurry's. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs. And to refuel. It is McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say locked on jazz watch party at McDonald's? I don't know. I'm loving it. Sing. Uh, I'm not singing. They 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 don't understand. I'm supposed to sing. I'm loving it. They don't understand. I'm not singing. That's not a good thing. A huge honor for Utah jazz man, Jordan Clarkson. He becomes the first ever athlete to be a Lululemon brand or NBA athlete to be a Lululemon brand ambassador. So pretty cool and it's just a testament to who jordan is and kind of his whole approach and uh what a cool cat he is along the way so um i don't know if he, like that's the right phrase but i don't know how he's just a chameleon and just awesome and his in his ability to bounce from one type of person to another and just be able to hang and deep think and he's just cool he's just super cool um and uh congratulations that'll that's a neat honor for uh jordan uh and lululemon and it's showing you know from a jazz standpoint where it shows that you can get recognized and seen here uh if you're in in this marketplace uh hayden uh pops in and says that i'm not loving white size defense at the moment it's not like uh, also, not like him going off at teammates and throwing tantrums. Hope he figures it out. I didn't see him going off on teammates or throwing tantrums, so I can't comment on that. I don't know where that came from. You know, his defense, he had five fouls last night. Um, they're asking a lot out of him. We have to realize that the guy who's playing that position is absolutely the greatest defensive player in the world, and maybe two or three, one or two or three of the best defensive players ever to play in the history of the game. And Rudy, and the thing that Rudy can do that just no other big man his size can do is multiple actions which is defend the ball, get back to rebound, do this, get back to that. And um, all of those, you know, when that's what makes Rudy so special and we're so used to it and see it every night. It was so obvious again last night, just in a way that is just insane. Um, And so I think, you know, we have to understand that anytime we contrast those two, it's going to be a problem for us. Um, The other one I would say last night was great was when you run a pick and roll and Rudy actually comes to the ball and starts to impact the ball. The guy who was guarding the ball handler is, has to get back into the passing lane to the big to support Rudy, or else they get it by Rudy for a dunk. And then Rudy's really upset because then everyone's dunking on, and people are you know dunking, and Rudy's um, uh, mad because it's his guy that dunked, and it looks bad on Rudy. And then everyone's talking afterwards that so and so had 25 points against you know those kind of things. Last night, what we saw was great teamwork. Rudy would step out to the ball, and the guard would slide back um, uh, into the lane and knock the ball away and knock the pass away. We saw Jazz got two or three steals on it early. Um, so as much as we're talking about guard the yard, this was actually where I thought we were best offensively was the, the teamwork where we're sli- Rudy's coming out to the ball, the big man's rolling, and then the guard switches off his man into the passing lane and is able to knock the pass away um, from – the, ba- the big rolling of the basket. And to me, that's that's huge, right? That's Those are the plays that I think matter as much as anything. Uh, and that's the teamwork that means Rudy's now going to be even more committed to going out. Uh, and the Jazz guards last night seemed better at that than I've seen usually. Now maybe maybe Oklahoma City's passing uh, was worse. The thing that we I saw last night was just different flurry of action offensively. Uh, we just, and this is back to what we, you know, we really have gotten kind of used to this. And this is what is the signature of this team and how we deal with the fact that there's not enough possessions, frankly, to go around. But you go to the first quarter, and actually Rudy's the dominant offensive player in that first quarter for the first part of it. He goes four of five from the field. Boyan hits a shot or two driving to the basket. Donovan struggles. Mike goes two for five. Our guards are two of nine to open the quarter. And then Clarkson comes in and is just on fire. And so flurry number one is Jordan goes five for five. In the first half of the game, scores 15 points and just jettisons the offense through the game. Joe Ingles gets hot for a second and and hits two threes uh, and makes a play. And frankly, Joe and Jordan were five of six from the field and the rest of the team was five of, I think, 19 or five of 18. And so those two guys with their flurry carry the Jazz who you know just weren't in a perfect rhythm there. Then we open up the third quarter and Donovan gets going. He goes four of six, has 12 points in the third quarter. This is where I was talking about freeing them. That opened up Boyan for some really aggressive drives to the basket. And then we get a little Boyan flurry that carries the Jazz through And by the end of the night. We've actually had a half-decent offensive game. And you've got – and Boyan at that point I think goes three of three in the fourth quarter for seven points. And you you had this kind of progression throughout the night where it starts with just kind of a mixed match. Rudy actually was the one getting a bunch of the offensive possessions and making plays. Nothing – Nothing like they weren't running the play to him or doing anything. And then from there, you had Clarkson explode five of five. You had Joe hit a bunch of threes. Uh, and you just have so many different weapons that the Jazz have to offer on a given night that you have these different periods of time. And then beautifully, you have six guys who averaged double figures last night. And the way you know the way this team's going to deal with the fact that there are just, honestly, not enough possessions to go around for everybody to get the amount of shots they usually get, and that'll be even more so when Rudy Gay comes back, is this type of balance. 22 for Boyan, 16 for Rudy, 16 for Donovan, 18 for Clarkson, 10 for Conley, and 14 for Ingalls. and different guys got hot in different ways. And maybe more importantly to that, you had five different guys with two two or more assists, and you had eight different guys with an assist last night. Uh, And so that's the way this team has to play. Again, inferior opponent. um, But there are some aspects of last night's game that while they are an inferior opponent, and the Jazz won pretty easily. The Jazz actually could have won by even more. Um, there were some things that the Jazz did not really do particularly well, like make shots, which is a pretty important one in the process. Uh, but truthfully, the Jazz in the first half of the game had 18 of their 22 shots were catch and shoot threes. We kill people on catch and shoot threes. And last night, you know, we just didn't make those shots. Um, but we got a ton of catch and shoot opportunities last night, which is the ball moving, pinging around the outside and getting where it needs to. We'll touch on that um, in a second. Um, the Thunder were just really committed to driving us off the line. And then we were penetrating and then making the next play um, to, and move the ball from one you know, from one guy to the next. And actually at times I thought overpass last night. Um, So, but, you know, frankly, that's fine. Overpassing in the long run, Quinn will get them to fix that. Like, take the shot. You're open, take the shot. I mean, Eric Paschal is not a great shooter. And every time he's open, he's got to shoot. Like, that's the whole system. Um, I got a really interesting player comp for Eric Paschal of what he should um, do with his career uh, and what he should focus on. I'll share that with you in a second. And I'll continue with the catch and shoot stuff. Uh, as we continue today. Today's show is brought to you by Calm, and this one's really easy for me to tell you about because I've gotten really into meditation. I don't want to be that guy who's just always pounding it down your throat, uh, but I have really found to love it. Um, I use it right before I go to sleep, and it's helped my sleep a great deal. I find one of the most enjoyable parts of my day is when I get to my meditation. So go to calm.com slash locked on NBA for a limited time. You get 40% off a premium subscription. I, I really cannot... Just suggesting that Jeff Warren has a 21 day learn how to meditate program. That's what finally got me to understand. I probably done, I don't know, a few hundred sessions, maybe a hundred sessions of meditation. Didn't quite get it. Didn't totally understand it. Did that 21 day sequence. And now it's just a part of my routine. I'm always trying to find where do I get 10 minutes here? Where do I get 20 minutes? Um, When I'm on the road, uh, go to bed every night to one of the uh, meditations with calm. Uh, There's three different sleep ones I use. Go to Calm.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's Calm.com slash LockedOnMBA. You know, obviously, it's been great for me. So hopefully, if, if you're on the edge, here's what I tell you. If you're on the edge and you're thinking about it, hey, I hear about everybody trying meditation. I should really try it. I strongly suggest going to Calm.com slash lockdown You got to take advantage of the 40% off. Do the Jeff Warren 21-day program. Tell me what you think about it. If you don't like it, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to pay you back, but like, um, you know, uh, well, I should, but I, I think you'll like it. You know, try it. That that would be my best suggestion uh, for you. Hopefully you like it. Today's show is also brought to you by Sweat Block. No more excesses. Sweating was terrible moments along the way. There's Sweat Block for you. And there's also Sweat Block wipes. Uh, Sweat Block wipes. Stop sweat for seven days. You can take them with you if you need them all of a sudden. High school teachers shared the story with us that we, uh, that he pitted out by fourth period every day, the Snickers, you'd hear the whispers, you'd hear the kids saying things, take a second shirt to school. Then he heard about sweat block, tried it. Now hook. Hollywood producer shared a story working on the set of a Marvel movie. Uh, she was working 18 hour days in the Atlanta heat. Heard about sweat Block. are trying it, loves it. No sweaty production days, even reports that one of the A-list actors now uses it, but wouldn't say which one. Uh, so you can do it. Whether you're an athlete as well. Uh, or you just have an excessive sweating issue or a big date or a big moment. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, dry shirt guarantee. It's sweat block doesn't keep you dry. You get your money back, not just for armpits, for chest, back, feet, hands, wherever it might be. It's sweatblock. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code locked on to get 20% off. That's sweat block. Use the promo code locked on to get 20% off. Right, we'll get some more of your comments along the way. Uh, catch and shoot last night. Uh, the jazz got, um, as I was mentioning, got just a ton of catch and shoot. The NBA data is not out uh, or correct yet this morning, so I don't have the exact numbers for you. But the Jazz got 18 of 22 first half threes as catch and shoot opportunities and then continued um, along the way. The NBA is having a hard time with their stats uh, this morning. And that's really what this team is. You know, if we go back to last year, and remember, teams start to take that away. We have a harder time as the year goes on getting those opportunities. In the playoffs, it gets impossible when teams decide to switch one through five. But if you go back to our numbers, you know, last year, you know, Boyan's 40%, Donovan's 51%, O'Neill's 46%, Clarkson's 40%, Conley's 43%, Ingles is 46 You know, uh, these, these guys are elite, elite level catch-and-shoot gar- shooters um, and when we get catch and shoot, we'll just kill people. Uh, you know, it's a sign that the ball's moving. It's a sign the ball's penetrating. We want the threes, but don't forget about the rim uh, is, is always the mantra. The Jazz last year, last night, 47 of their 91 shots were threes. So that's a pretty good number um, to see. Interesting, I was going to, you know, night one of the NBA, league will slow. We talked about it yesterday. Three-point shooting, transition three-point shooting, Um, I haven't done this. I'm now just curious. So you have me checking play context. How much were we in the half court and opening night of the season? Um, And see, let's see if we have. um, Nope. The stats. Oh yeah. No, 2021. Uh, Half court possession last night was 79. And for one night of the NBA, we are at 79% of our possessions were in the half court, 789 Uh, that number last year according to Clean the glasses I'm trying to pull that up for you right now I think was we did that yesterday on the show I think was a was about 76 percent um last year 76.8 or nope last year's regular season half court was 80 was 80 percent that's right so it's down a little bit just early early first night was faster but not dramatically faster that's interesting um You know, down a percentage and a half is considerable, but I don't think that lasts. I think that slows down. The other question we're wondering is, you know, where, how much three-point shooting are we going to see? All 30 teams, or 26 of the 30 teams have now played, so the median team is at 37.5% of their shots. as three-point shots. That's nothing um, outrageous. We lead the league at 49.5 last night. A few other teams are at 49 and 46. Uh, but we took the most of any we've taken the most of any team in the league percentage of shots The three last year the league average was 36% of all shots were threes last night in an opening night of the nba it's 36.5 so interesting no real trend difference in those two things that we talked about a few other notes for you before we wrap up today uh the jazz i thought were pounding the offensive glass uh last night really hard and that's a good way to stop transition is pound that glass we were forcing the thunder to have multiple players into the offensive glass to try to um, to do that. Um, we weren't very good on the defensive glass last night. I don't know what our final numbers were on last night's game, but we were not particularly good on the defensive glass last night. At one point in the third quarter, we were at 68.9%, which is not good. Um of our defensive glass action. We finished the night at 73.2, which is not terrible, but that's a little misleading. Uh, In the fourth quarter, I think we were probably uh, pretty good. Pace of play last night was slow, 95 points. I do not have us with a fast break point last night, which is weird. I don't know if that's a – the NBA's fast break points are weird, but that's a that's a weird number last night that I did not – according to the NBA box scores, they did not have us with a fast break uh, point last night. Uh, Our shot chart is beautiful. Last night, I don't think we had one mid-range field goal the whole night. Um, if I remember correctly, on our shot chart, uh, I can share. I can share screens with you. On those of you on YouTube, we'll do a little quick share screen here on uh, the shot chart of the Utah Jazz last night. This is it over here on the left-hand side. We took three shots as long twos for the entire night, uh, and I we did not hit any of them. We hit a few floaters in the mid area there. I don't know where we must one of our, Oh, Mike Conley had a foot on the line for a three point shot on the left wing, which was a counted as a two. That was our only long two point of the night. Um, But I, we only have four shots as long twos the entire night, maybe a fifth, if you want to count it over here. Uh, Otherwise everything at the rim and then kicking out to threes again, thunder are the thunder. So um I'm not sure whether uh, again, again. Let's not let's not get let's enjoy the game, right? We did it right, um, and it was pretty pretty great to see the Jazz um, execute that correctly. Uh, that's basically the main things I have. Let me see, only ten turnovers last night. Oh, and the final thing I would say, and um, I think there's a bunch of stuff out there uh, on the. Internet, I think Andy Larson, Eric Wallen took a bunch of pictures. Ryan Smith has done some really cool things. Like, we want to, I, you know, the impact you guys all want to see is streaming. He's working on it. He was sitting next to Tim Cook at a game. Um, there's some really cool stuff that Ryan Smith has done. Uh, first off, uh, you walk into the arena now, and it's it's kind of, it's got a vibe. Like, there's an energy. We were, used to walk in just through concrete walls, and they've started to decorate them and do that. Um, but now there's kind of a you're walking into almost like a nice restaurant lobby as you walk in through the players area. Then they have these really cool new player pictures that are up. Uh, I think Eric Wallen of the Salt Lake Tribune did a nice job with it. Andy Larson did had it in his Salt Lake Tribune article. Some really beautiful pictures of that I'm sure Niall will take you through um, that at some point. And the new one he's building is this brand new players lounge for after games for the players with one of their chefs catering it um, and having a. Um, their chef, you know, the chef's cooking, and then the players and their families, instead of having to go out somewhere or find somewhere at 11 o'clock at night in Salt Lake, which is not usually open, they can just stay and have their friends and family uh, at the players' lounge after every game. And, you know, these are the little things that, you know, opposing teams will see and be impacted by. And also just sets a tone that we're trying to take care of the players and be there for you. Uh, it's really cool. It's pretty fabulous. It's basically a nightclub in the bottom of the Jazz Arena that Ryan's built over the last. Month or few months, and has now is there for the players. So they finish the game, they come out of their locker room, they meet their family, they go right into this players' lounge. They have food, high level food. The Jazz then make sure that they're eating well, cooked for them by Anthony and his staff. And they have an environment that's safe, comfortable, uh, pleasant with their friends and their family and team camaraderie after games. So really cool. I mean, these are the levels where ryan just added an element to to who the Jazz are and what they're building. And pretty pretty awesome to see that. Uh, taking place uh, on that. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in. That is Locked on Jazz. We'll be back with your Sacramento. Matt George of Locked on Kings and I are trying to collaborate tomorrow, uh, today for tomorrow's show. We'll see whether we can do so. It's not the, our schedules aren't great, uh, but I appreciate you tuning in the live show. Ron Boone and I were postcast after every game. I hope you got that. In addition to that, uh, we are live on Instagram before every game on my Instagram at Dlock09. Thanks very much for tuning in. This is Locked on Jazz by the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks for making us Your first listen of every day right now. Go to Lockdown NBA for your second listen.